Hey there, and welcome to Morning on the Dock, a podcast sponsored by Squam Art Workshops and hosted by Elizabeth Duvivier. That would be me. And yes, this is super casual conversations, reflections, explorations on how one person, uh, again, that would be me, <laughs> is navigating this crazy world. And, um, all kinds of all kinds of resources, but I'll tell you the number one is a whole lot of help from my friends who will also join in these conversations with me. So I'm um, super glad you're here and off we go. Hey there. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So this is Elizabeth with Autumn and we just got some ice creams because we were talking about them. And mine is um, like a vanilla with chocolate and nuts. And she has a fudgicle, which looks really great to me, but she seems to be I don't want a fudgicle. I wanted ice cream. But with you bought a, it. I wanted a choc ice bar. And I got a fudgicle. And I swear to God, I picked up the choc ice bar All right. well, you can, box. You can and now I've got a fudgicle. You can have mine. Because, like, you know that cr- when you crunch in and it's a vanilla yeah. ice cream? No, and, that's a fudgicle. And then Do you want to switch? Fudgicle. I'll switch with you. You sure? So I know, no, I'm, I'll just suffer with yes, my fudgicle. I like my suffering. <laughs> Don't like take my suffering, suffering away from me. Who would I be without my suffering? Um, all right, so I have good. to tell you this story because you you might know this story. You might not know this story. You might because I'm sure I shared it in Magical Myth, but I bet you, you were dozed off by then. But anyway, so when I was a kid, um, this just totally reminds me of this. Uh, our thing was to go to Howard Johnson's. That was like the big family event. It was so fun. And I was really little. I had to be about five. And I have older brothers and sisters. And they go around the table. And my parents were always great. They're like, order anything you want. And um, so I ordered exactly what my older brothers and sisters did. And so the waitress comes back and she puts down these great big like pint-sized glasses um, filled with chocolate milkshake with just like a dab of whipped cream on top. And one for my sister one for my sister, one for my brother. And then in front of me, she puts down this glass that's like hourglass shaped and it's got like chocolate um, syrup in it and it's all fizzing and there's this giant honking piece of chocolate ice cream on top and then there's whipped cream and, and I'm looking at it and I burst into tears because it's not the milkshake just like mm-hmm. my brothers and sisters and that's what I thought I had ordered. But in fact, what I had ordered was a chocolate ice cream soda which is what I got. And I just remember so clearly that terrible disappointment um, that to this day, if I drink a chocolate ice cream soda, I can taste tears in the back of my throat. I'm not kidding. Oh it's, it's, it's crazy. I'm really sad now. Oh, no, it's just terrible. <laughs> because no, this like, I, like, I'll never look at one of the – I've never had one of those, by uh, the way. I've never had one. But, but I if I ever really did, did, I, think I, I might cry. <laughs> like that little kid disappointed and of course the the waitress is in shock she's like I'm so sorry my parents are like it's okay honey it's okay well and the waitress is like I can replace it I can replace it and my brother who knows the value of an ice cream soda oh, yeah, over yeah. a milkshake like, uh-huh. his eyes are like saucy he goes I'll switch with you and then my sister <laughs> goes I'll switch with you and my sister goes I'll switch with you and I just look like oh they all no, want whatever so she's like, like that's okay, it's okay. 
And so then, so then like I'm taking little sips of my soda through my straw and that's how come I mix the taste of the tears and the soda. But that, isn't it funny? You, you get so disappointed because you didn't get what you thought you'd yeah. asked for and you got something even better. And oh my gosh, that's the story of my but life. But my fudgeable isn't better. And I might cry. But I have offered to switch it <laughs> know, with you. But I'm not good. It's like if you wanted a fudgeable, this would be the best one. Going. That's what I mean. It's coconut fudgeable. Yeah. It tastes like chocolate ice cream. It's delicious. But it wasn't what I thought it would be. But see, I would totally enjoy that. I mm-hmm. love a fudgeable. So, mm-hmm. okay. So okay. movies. We're talking movies. Yeah. Oh, popcorn. <laughs> oh, popcorn. <laughs> movies, popcorn. It, it, it just, it makes all sense. Popcorn. We have discovered. The Himalayan popcorn. We've discovered. Sam Lamb got it. Yeah. At the co-op. So, was, yeah. Uh, what is that? Well, that we was the first night. The first night we were all up at Squam because mm-hmm. we got there early and mm-hmm. we went, popped over to say hello to the dream team of Squam, which is, I don't think Michelle was there yet. No, she, she hadn't arrived. She had to bring up all yeah. the stuff I forgot. Yeah. So it was Meg and Esme and, and, Sam. and Sam. And we popped over to say hello and it was kind of typical turning up at Squam, pouring with rain, kind of cold, fires on, and then the power goes out. Which was the best fun ever. Yeah. And when it goes out, it goes out. It's pitch black. Okay, I'm so, sorry. I yeah. interrupt. Because yeah, yeah. Okay, just have to go off. I can't believe I'm doing a podcast with food in my ice mouth. cream. Uh-huh. That is that that takes the cake. Mm-hmm. That's really awful. Okay, I'm gonna stop. So, oh, oh, I see that. So what I was gonna say manner. was the okay. First of all, the power goes out, which was so fun because that meant we couldn't in the t- torrential rain. rain, pitch black. You couldn't step out in it. We're, like, we're not going anywhere. Even. So we're we're trapped in. This mm. cottage, and that's where we slept. We slept mm. on the couches, but which was super fun. It was like a sleepover. It was adorable. My goodness, the couches were full length because some know. of those cottages they're not. And lucky for me, I got the bed. You got the bed, bed? <laughs> and I'm like, thank God, this is a three seater couch. We can do like the one in mine is two seater. If you had made one peep of like, I don't think I can sleep. Like, okay, we'll switch. But I was just waiting. You didn't. I went to I sleep. Just, you turned over and went to sleep. I did, but well, you <laughs> know, right. you know me. It hits ten o'clock. I'm like a pumpkin. I was an insomniac for that like, day, so it was okay. It's all good. But what was so funny is, so the power goes out. And Meg, who's in charge, mm. um, I said, Meg, you got to call someone. She goes, yep. She calls her number. She gets the guy on the phone. And I can hear her. And she said, yeah, we're out of power. Um, when will it be back on? And, and, <laughs> and she comes back and she said, well, what he said was, yeah, I know you're out of power because I'm standing here in the dark <laughs> talking to you. Like, it was just, it's like, like it's going to like, it, everybody's it in It turned there. out it was all of holiness. Yeah. It was all but, like, across the lake. Of course, in emergencies like that, you need to eat. <laughs> we didn't have dark. ice cream available, so we had to eat in the dark. Luckily, Meg, classic Meg, wilderness survival oh, person, yeah. has her little, you know, glow Fire thing. Lights, yeah. So she stuck glows well, out. We had the fireplace, too. We had the fireplace fine. going as well. But Sam had picked up the most delicious, this must be in Concord, she did it. Yep. Yeah. Bag of popcorn. Of course, we were, like, looking in the dark to check it was vegan, that it didn't have butter. Because, like, when she opened it and she tasted it, it tasted like it was butter it popcorn was from good. the movie theater. So we're looking through it. It says, no, it's coconut oil. It's that. And we'll Sam have bought that to last her all week. And it's like, gone. like, it's gone. It's gone. Within like 30 minutes. It was like, minutes, it we, was were just like, like <gasps> we were like feral yeah. creatures from yeah. outside. <laughs> There's that commercial. So that like commercial. you never know we'd eat an hour before. <laughs> it was like, the never know when we were going to we eat die. again. And that commercial where it goes, I cannot believe it's not butter. We were like, I cannot believe it's not butter. Popcorn. So it was so funny. So, yeah, so popcorn. And that was, that's the one with the Buddha on the 
Yeah, it's Himalayan. It's called Himalayan. Himalayan. Mm -hmm. And I'll put the link for it Mm -hmm. because we just found it today at Whole Foods and we're very excited. Mm -hmm. So there was popcorn. So movies, um, we have watched a Mm. bunch of movies because we've been traveling so much and um, we finished the day with a movie. You know, some people, when they're in a very interesting city, they go out to clubs and they go out to restaurants and they do really culturally interesting things. And then there's us (laughs) us that goes to bed and watches a movie. But um, but it's fun. So, mm-hmm. of the movies you've seen recently, what comes to mind? Um, well, we did Mamma Mia. All right, of course. But it's we were fun. actually prepping for our class when we did that, so it's fabulous. We put them. We were put, we, we were working. Them, we were working. So I mean, we were working. We were working. We were working, but we had so it we playing. So we were here. Was we were here, here when we did Mamma Mia, and um, we were prepping. All and we were prepping and everything, okay. and we did all of that. So that truly, truly is my pick me up mm-hmm. movie. I just could play that. Right. All the time. Right. I've seen Mamma Mia too. I went to see that. I'm not spoiling anything for anybody, but it does, I loved it, but it doesn't do the same for me. I, it's not the same as the first one. Probably the music, everything. And that, that one, like we played out our last um, conversation with, just that clip of all those women running down the onto woman the taking the basket and off. And where she throws her basket yeah. off. I'm just like, that just makes me feel so good every time. So we watched that. Mm-hmm. And you hadn't seen it since the first time you'd seen it either. Like, I've watched it, like, 15 times. Well, it's 10 years old. <laughs> or were you, what, do you, have you had it on, but you were just busy tearing sheets up so you never actually looked at the screen? Nope. I have not seen it since it came out. Um, I think I was very judgmental of it, as I am wont to be. <laughs> <laughs> I think when I, I just, you know, I couldn't go with... I felt the ages were all wrong. Oh, they were all wrong. They were totally wrong. Like, the mm. math didn't add mm. up. And so I loved all the different actors and actresses. But when I go into something the first time, and this is telling you a lot, listeners, all my 12 listeners out there. Um, we might have 13 by now. We might like, have because we did that last we one. Might oh, we made it look like eight. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe down to yeah, eight. So, so, so all eight of you, um, this is truly how I am. How about the bags at Cargo? Tiff finds mm, the straight oh, bags and she's classic. like, what do you think? And I'm like, no, no, definitely not. Then now all I want are those bags. And mm-hmm. it was the same thing with the movie. Sometimes I go into something and I go in with such high expectations for it and then it doesn't meet my expectations. And mm. I'm like, no. This time I went in, I had zero expectations and now, of course, I love it. So I think that says a lot about who I am in the world and why it's so hard. Also, that me. was 10 years ago. You were More than you, 10? More, it's 10 years old, that movie. It's mm. a different time and place for you. 2008, I would mm-hmm. be launching Squam. Uh-huh. You were like... I was totally different. Serious. No, was serious. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that. Um, not a movie, but a uh, natural BBC drama that I, I got you hooked on totally. to, Darrell's of yep. Corfu, which I have watched over and over and over again, and that is my go-to when I want to just Why not have to laugh? look yep. because I'm making... Um, it makes me laugh because it's like truly, truly a barking mad British family. There's a lot of Britishness about it, which taps into what I like. But it's also <laughs> this hugely dysfunctional family. And you didn't even realize that that existed kind of back then. You assumed everybody functioned very well, but they didn't. Um, and kind of because I've lived through that. 
But they're also so bonded. I they're think so that's bonded. Thing. That's the thing. It's like it was really think. hard for me at first. I'll be honest. That she, Tiff kept saying, "You'll love this. You'll love this." And I'd that's watch right. it. And I'm like, that's the they're all fighting all the time. Yeah. Where's yeah. my Hallmark family in mm. America? All the families get along. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with you yeah. people? And then you realize that they do fight all the time, but they're fiercely they're loyal. Fiercely loyal to each other, um, and the characters deepen, and just the mother character, and yeah, it's always. It's and a doing like, something so out of the range yes. at that time. I mean, to to take your kids off and live in Corfu like that. And, you know, I, I've since read the um, biography on all of them. And definitely there's, you know, artistic license. And some of those stories actually belong to another of the siblings. They didn't actually happen to that sibling. And other things happen. It's not quite in chronological order. and But it doesn't matter. My favorite line in the biography uh, that I read is where Margot, the daughter character, actually said, and this is what she said in real life, she said, you know, we lived such a life that it was hard to differentiate between fact and fiction, what was real and what was not real. So it all morphed together. So half the time I can't tell you whether these events happened or did not happen. It was just we lived in this world of we all had imaginations. We all were creative writers and thinkers. And I love that. So it's like, you know, it's just a... So I just, I just enjoy it. I enjoy it. I love the scenery. I love the clothes. Mm -hmm. Everything about it. It just brings in that nostalgia feeling for a time when maybe it was a little easier, which it physically wasn't easier, obviously, because I had no electricity and all of that. But, you know, nobody was seen without their hair done. I can imagine them sweating in Greece, but they still had their clothes all buttoned up. And it's just, to me, yes. And, and I know when somebody says, you must watch this, you'll love it, love it, love it. It's normally, the, you know, the kiss of death. You're going to sit and go, I have no idea why this person... Well, that, but it's also lots of times... It's not right for someone else. Yeah. But in case you hadn't checked it out, because two of the movies I shared with you, mm-hmm. um, I had seen their little, um, not the trailer, but just the yeah. poster. And the poster, the image of the, the image. What is that called? Um, Why do I have so many troubles with words? Post, the poster. The poster. The, well, I guess it is a poster. It's if a poster. it was on the wall, it would be a poster. Yeah. So but what it's you the cover of It's the, the cover of the movie. Like yeah. if you're scrolling through Netflix or you're scrolling through Amazon, and I would have scrolled through a hundred times. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't look good. That doesn't look good. And then I'd watch it. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's yeah. like one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess the book doesn't tell the story. Yeah. But I, I, I guess as well, it depends where you are in your time. Right. Like whether you enjoy it. Like the Mamma Mia is an example. Right. And also like for me, you know, there's this, this woman with these four, which are pretty much grown up kids other than the youngest one, Jerry. And it's, bizarre how she's like you know I'm like seeing her she's holding on you know like when the oldest one goes I'm moving out she's completely why would you do that he's 21 or 22 why do you think but it was just like you know no we we are a unit and we all stick Stick together together. they are still her babies and so I just I think I connect connected to it because of that as well yeah I just like the landscape. Mm. That was uh, yummy. Yeah, that was a good eat. What's another And one? then the one that I I had watched before I came to visit you, and I said, we, we have to watch it together, <gasps> Finding, Finding Your, your feet. feet. Oh, yeah. 
classic British. Mm-hmm. And I don't it's know. It's brand new. It's just 2018. It, yeah. So I don't know whether it actually came out of the theatres over there or not, because I don't believe it did. Didn't here, we whether it's straight on onto, I thought it's straight onto Netflix. Netflix. Right, maybe we, it was on Netflix for a while I'll and then put it, it went to the Amazon. bottom of the blog. It um, might have been for a short time. But you can Netflix. get it. You can get yeah, it. Finding and watch Your it. Feet, which is a great, really good, really good about just, you know, when you're sort of more towards the twilight years. Well, she's like 60. 60 onwards and just finding your feet and how one particular character has the rug pulled out from under her starts feet. Starts a whole new life chapter. And she starts a whole new life chapter. And there's a couple of quotes in there that, um, actually there's a quote from Mama Mia as well that we have to I'm share. I'm drawing a, a veil over that night. night. I love that <laughs> quote. We have to figure out how to use that. I can't that. believe we just did that together. Yeah, like I that was like a we rehearsed, but we did it. Yeah. You need to know we didn't rehearse that. Yeah, yeah. So there were two. We don't quotes. rehearse anything. Yeah. I don't want to imply yeah. that we rehearse yeah. anything. So there's one character in Find Your Feet, and we're not. We're kind of being super cryptic because we don't want to ruin it for you by saying, "Oh, and then there was this and this." So there's one character called Biff, and she truly comes out with some fabulous life gems about how to live your life. And one of the lines she says when she's saying to another character, Sandra, it's one thing, Sandra, to be afraid of dying. It's quite another being scared of living. Bada bing. Bam, 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 bam. And that was like, whoa, that's a goodie. And then Sandra says at some point in the movie... I thought the worst thing was your betrayal after 35 years, but it turns out it wasn't. It was the betrayal to myself for 35 years. That's the one for me. And that was like, that was, I have goose pimples just like right now. It's just like that, that was finding her feet. But that's, that's the whole understanding. I feel like that's what we were doing with the iconic self class. That's the whole understanding is, you have total control over your life. The moment yeah. you realize you have total control over your life. Yeah. And when you think you someone else can do something to you, when you think someone else can hurt you, that it's absolutely not possible. And the person who can be, you can, who the only person who can betray you mm-hmm. is yourself. Is yourself. Yeah. If you're not living the life that makes you happy. And if you say, well, I did this all for them, children, yeah, yeah. husband, spouse, yeah. uh, working situation. I've dedicated my life to the company. And then they, you know, they, and then they say, Oh, sorry, here's your, yeah. here's your box. Or they don't your care. They don't care that your whole life you. was them. Yeah. Um, no, that you chose to do that. Yeah. You chose yeah, to there, do that. There is a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I just, that movie just for someone getting, gleaming those little, gems from it and realizing um, but the two really work together for me in the sense that um if you are betraying yourself and i'm gonna speak just to my own well i've always been trying really hard to be a writer it's just been a hard Uh journey so i'm really glad to be here now and it's finally come full circle but so i don't feel like i betrayed myself but i know that if i were i can't i'm just I like to do things from a personal perspective, but this one, I haven't betrayed myself. I think that's one of the things no, I'm most proud of in my really life. You really hard for 10 years to be able to get to the place where you could then right. have that time, that luxury of time 
to then focus on your writing. Let's be honest. With the financial grounding. With the financial so grounding. So that I don't so you have to worry yes. about like, oh, I want to write this, but then will it sell? Will it not mm-hmm. sell? It's like, I just want to write what mm-hmm. I want to write. Yeah. I just want to write so what now, I want to write. So now, because you have, yep. you've that got grounding. that yep. grounding, yep. you actually have the space to now really invest the time it takes to get that writing and not have to keep putting it on hold because I've got to go back over here to right. work on this. You know, right. you now have somebody in Squam, doing right. all of that side of it you're right. able to so you know you you weren't betraying yourself by any no, means no no so no and no. actually what i'm realizing is i think that's one of the things i take most you know we all have those things that we respect or love about ourselves i trust we all do all eight of you please mm-hmm. i hope mm-hmm. seven maybe i lost one um but that's i i know that i haven't betrayed myself and i think over my whole lifetime and i think the only time i did i got into deep trouble early on in my life and from that moment on, i was like that won't happen again i will never not live to my truth again, no matter where it takes me. But I do think it's very common for women in particular, but I don't think it's limited to women by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I'm just guessing all seven of you are female, um, that we betray ourselves thinking we're doing something for the higher good, thinking we have to not fulfill this part of ourselves, our pippy long sunken self, because, um, we're not allowed. We don't deserve it. We're not enough. Um, And when you can really own what it is you most want to do or be or experience in life and you stay true to that, the only thing that would keep you from that is that first quote, the fear. Well, what if, what if I fail? What if someone, what if I try to be a painter? What if I try to be an opera singer? What if I try to be a computer scientist and I Mm -hmm. fail better not to try at all. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, no, 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 you're going to die. We're all going to die. That's really clear. So go for it because if you don't go for it, and this is why I see those two things tied if you don't go for it, you have betrayed your soul. Mm. Your soul had a call, wanted to try it, mm-hmm. and you don't know where else it would lead. Maybe you try that, but it leads to something else, which has been the story of my life. Mm. So anyway, mm-hmm. did I speak in a way that... Yeah, you did. I think it's actually quite, for some, for, sometimes it's quite hard to actually truly do that because when you do start to do that, it has a ripple effect with all the people around you. And some people will shift with you and other people, you create a distance. And that's a scary thing for a lot of people. Or if you're changing, let's say someone's very dependent, you know, those Mm. spiritual vampires, Mm. you're not even spiritual vampires, just people who become very dependent upon you putting them first. And suddenly you You say, hey, I'm not available Saturday morning. Saturday morning's my time for me. That Hey, now. Mm That, that sounds a little bit selfish. Yeah. You said you would take, you know. It's we like, always meet at that coffee house. Yeah. Whoever and every Saturday yeah. and eventually you're like, I can't do this anymore. Right. I just can't do it. And right. I need to use this one right. window of opportunity. And I will say for the record, since I'm sitting here with just the most fantastic friend um, who there are lots of times last spring where we went big patches with just nothing but tiniest little texts. Oh, yeah, no yeah, long yeah, calls, yeah, yeah. no nothing. No, no, no. We don't um, talk like this every day. <laughs> Only when we're together in the same yeah. room. Yeah. But my point being, there are relationships and friendships that did dissolve when I could stand in my truth. But what happened was then the friendships in my life that I cherish are those who take me exactly as mm-hmm. I am. And mm-hmm. oh my gosh. That feed you as well. I wish that you. for everybody listening. Mm-hmm. If you don't have it, I wish it for you. If you do have it, celebrate it mm-hmm. because it takes so much work to... 
walk your path, live mm-hmm. your truth as mm-hmm. it changes. Like we were talking about that last time, like mm-hmm. you, you might get on a path and you're a doctor and then 20 years in, you're like, Hey, now that's great. I could do that with my eyes closed, ready for the next thing. And there's that moment of like, Oh, there's, you don't get to change, mm-hmm. you know, that the yeah. rules, some arbitrary yeah. rules of like, and also sometimes when you do start to sort of think about, you know, doing the, that change, <laughs> um, People, other people come into your life. Oh, big time. That actually, oh, actually start to make you kind of go, oh, I connect with this person. They start to feed you and, and it, it makes you know, yeah, this feels right. This is how mm-hmm. I want to be. This is how I want to express myself. And and you think, oh, I couldn't possibly find any time or window to bring anybody else into my world. And then this one one being turns up in however shape or form and you're like, oh, my God. They Absolutely. Totally to me. Well, I'm, I'm a big, big believer because it's been my life experience. What you put out into the world mm-hmm. comes back to you. So if I put out insecurity, I put out a lack of self-confidence. Well, the people around me are going to resonate to that vibration. They too are going to be insecure and lacking in confidence. And that's, um, can, can foster all kinds of unhappy mm-hmm. connections. And so, um, as you shift your vibrations within, then the people around you start showing up differently. And I have lived that for sure, for sure. I think everybody has. Yeah. I think everybody has. Everybody's aware. But it goes back again to that sense of it's all within your own control. Mm. It's like how you treat yourself Mm. and how you care for yourself and the vibrations around that will influence who the people are that are around you. Because if your vibration is at a really high and strong, clear level – Someone with a lower spiky, prickly vibration might cross your path, but they literally can't stay. Mm-hmm. They just can't it stay. It just you doesn't have to. Just but I think this goes back to what we were talking about in the earlier podcast about, you know, coming to that time, say, like, you know, I've got my, I'm in, you know, the 50, hitting the 50. And I'm just trying to make sure the voice gets to the microphone. Hello. <laughs> um, hitting 50, you know, and you feel like, oh, that is like time's kind of running out. It's not running out, but you have that feeling of, you know, like maybe I've lived over half my life. Who knows? Nobody knows anything. So it's like I want to make sure that I'm really tuning in to what makes whatever time I have left for whatever length it is truly, truly is of importance. I I don't get to the end and go, wow, I really didn't fill it with the right people or right. the people that fed me and likewise I can feed them. You know, you get to that point where you don't really want to waste your time on things right. that aren't going to feed your soul. Right. You know, sort of. And so, and I think that might be something, <coughs> I don't know, maybe it's some people are lucky enough to see that earlier on, but when you're, you know, bogged down with, you know, I've got this job, I've got to pay the mortgage, I've got tons of kids hanging around me. So if you don't always have time to really think about that, you've just got to get through each day. And now, I have a little bit of um, uh, time, but you earned it. <clears throat> yeah, you earned it after twenty-five years of mm. raising children and sending them off into the world and, mm. and making it happen. And yeah, I think I think there's no getting around responsibilities. And the, uh-huh. the tiniest, tiniest microcosm of a drop that I mentioned end of August, I had to stop writing the novel, which was really not what I wanted to do at all. Um, but I had responsibilities mm-hmm. and it was yeah. just sort of like, you don't get to do that right now. You're going to do it in the future. It's like the tiniest mm-hmm. little sliver of a drop. It doesn't compare to anyone who's working for years and they can't get to their creative pursuits because of their responsibilities. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
yeah, just deciding how to get yourself free from mm. things that, all right, now we're going on Save the World. We should talk about our Saving the World <laughs> tendencies. <laughs> we'll now have five <clears throat> listeners. <laughs> I know. Up, oh, down to three. Down to but three. Maybe like if you have one of those clock things Wouldn't that, that show, show, and you're like, yeah, what if you're there was nobody there at all? Space. Space. Exactly. Space. Hello. Hello. Well, that's why I appreciated so much people coming up to me at Squam because I like, I was just like holding them by the shoulders. I'm <laughs> like, like, you have no. Thank idea. you for letting me know. I have no idea. Yeah, but um, they might all be gone anyway. But I, as we start to like talk about all the ways we can fix and save the world, which is where my mind goes to, <laughs> which is like, stop buying things and, um, don't spend, like, just stop the American pursuit of stuff. You'll be so God, much happier. So hard. This is such a, but we're not going to do that. But I just want to say that, that Tiff and I have, um, discovered <laughs> that when we are together, um, we tend to walk into shops and tell people how to run their business. <laughs> But it's what we did. <laughs> but I, I, not everybody. Like, we don't go into, like, somewhere like, you know, like anthropology and tell them how to run a business. No, probably because we but, haven't walked in there and we no, don't care. That's but, very true. But, like, anything small. I feel like there were, like, three or four or five times we have been in a position where we were suddenly going, oh, okay, let's. I don't know. But no, but I do that feel like the conversation, the, the one beautiful girl who'd just taken over the business, her, right. sh- her, her lovely clothing Portland. shop, and she'd taken over the business, and we were just chit-chatting, and then, she, and then she mentions, oh, you know, I've just taken on this business. This business has been here 30 years, and, you know, and I've just, like, taken it on, and the lady stayed on as a mentor and all this. And it just kind of snowballed because she clearly, you know, invited invited the conversation to happen otherwise she could have just shut that down it's like so it just but it just went it just oh, opened man. up we were just like but we i hope like, that we fed her soul i hope so and like and left her with a can do mentality she can do this she can do she, this you can do this we were just this. trying to sort of I yeah just thought so, it was hilarious yeah if somebody had followed us around with a camera it, yeah. it would be a very interesting reality So then we thought we were like, saving the world. <laughs> totally. We're always like, well, <laughs> we think it should be like this. And then you'll be fine. Have you thought? Have, have you, you thought, thought of doing this? And in our experience. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. So it'll be like people put clothes on their door. I know. Like, oh, they're coming out. Just those two white-haired biddies coming down the street. Shut the door. Shut, shut the door. door. Yeah. Um, okay. Movies. Other movies. Any other movies, TV shows? Oh, hey, I have a question for you. Because you watched, you read the book, Uh the Potato Peel book. Ah, Then you saw the movie. Now you're reading the book again. Mm. And you said, I actually Mm. really prefer the book. Mm. So the Guernsey Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society book. Yeah, so I read that quite a few years ago when my friend Debbie again sent it to me, because she said, I think this is super interesting because it's about the correspondence between people. And it kind of reminded me about the now correspondence that you have with people who you've met online through your blog and things. And you, you create this um, old-fashioned pen pal kind of thing. So I read it, absolutely loved it. Always a little tricky to read because, you know, it's set around uh, World War Two. And um, the after afterwards after it, but I had no idea that the occupation of Guernsey, Guernsey um, by the Germans, 
at that time. So it was all new to me. So I read it, but I hadn't really recalled it. And then the movie came out. I want to say one thing, and I know what you mean, and this, but because of what we're dealing with in America today, I want to say it was occupied by the Nazis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I bet there are a lot of German people who are not Nazis. Oh, and I just, I just feel that way because right now, if you said Americans and you said we are, you know, Trump. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm American and that is not me. Mm-hmm. So I just want to be like... I know, totally, I totally hear you. I've actually read quite a few books that actually have shown me and, and enlightened me to, there are always two sides to a story and there are a lot of Germans who were victims as well, you know, and and when I actually read also about Hitler's youth and stuff, I'm just like, whoa. So, you know, yeah, but these so were obviously occupied by the Nazis. By the Nazis. Um, but actually within the book, you will, and within the movie as well, you will see, you know, there is a, a, a German, he's, he's in the Nazi, but he's in, and he actually, you know, he becomes friends as a befriending and, you know, you, they see him as actually, they're all just caught up in this mm-hmm. nightmare. Yeah. So I read, when I saw the movie, loved, loved, loved the movie. Funnily enough, the actress that plays the main character, Juliet, also plays the main character in Mamma Mia 2. Um, Meryl Streep's younger version and really really enjoyed it but I thought I'm gonna read the book again because I've I remember at the time when I read the book I don't know how you could possibly put that into a movie it just because it's just all letter forms and how could you possibly put all of that feeling and all of those characters and all of what happens and the stories that come out into a movie and I think they did a fabulous job but I wanted to go back into the book to see whether they had been true to all the individual characters in the storyline because it didn't quite feel to me like there were certain things. I was like, oh, I I don't think it happened like that, you know. And so needless to say, like most books, they've had to change it to put it onto the screen. The characters are all there, whether they all have that same story and those things exactly happened the way they did. But the book is way more in-depth. I would really, really recommend it. Okay, that's on my list. Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm like, I'm nearly finished now. And I, yeah, I loved, I loved the book. And and I, and it hasn't ruined it for me having now the visual of those characters and their voices. If anything, it's gone in and it's enhanced the movie for me. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's a two thumbs up. It's a two thumbs up from, (laughs) from Autumn. (laughs) um what did you think of inner world oh you know what i want to say one thing though quickly on the pen pal thing Mm because this was a kind of cool discovery i had many many years ago and your daughter's now in ecuador Mm -hmm. um so back in the day pre-internet pre-internet um i'm sure there was email and maybe dinosaurs roaming dinosaurs were roaming but the email was kind of localized Uh so my friend from college her name was jenna and she went into the peace corps and she was in kenya and i was living in boston and i started writing her a letter every week because she was in kenya and i felt like she had to be incredibly isolated and she would write me back and so we would have these letter exchanges and her letters came on that super thin airmail paper if you guys remember oh, that yes. which is horrible because you, you open it and you lose half the letter and oh i don't know who invented that stuff but i hated it but anyway that's how she would send it because i think it was the cheapest way for her to send it so we would send letters back and forth and this was for Nearly two years. Um, I want to say it was like 18 months, 16 months, something like that. 
And, you know, so, you know, I was hearing all about what was going on for her and she was hearing all about what was going on for me, but we were feeling like, oh my gosh, we're so far apart. We're Mm -hmm. so far apart. And this is the piece I want to share with you. So, uh, Jenna came home for the holidays and of course all our friends gathered up and I remember being, I can see everything. I can see my friend's apartment. It was this great loft studio in the, um, in the, in the back bay, but back by like Washington street, which is all super fabulous now, but back in the day, it wasn't, you could see the Sienna tower anyway, really cool loft. And Jenna walks in and everyone swarms her because they haven't seen her, you know, for nearly two years and they want to hear about her and hug her and see her. And it was the craziest sensation. I'm tall, Jenna's tall. And we just kind of caught eyes over the head and we just looked at each other like, I had no need to rush her and hug her because we were completely current. Mm-hmm. Like I knew her interior world. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I had this hit of recognition. This is, I mean, I don't know. I was probably 22, 24 at the time. Um, I had this hit of recognition of like, oh my God, back in the day when people wrote letters to one another, like they were deeply connected. Mm. And maybe they even said things in letter form they couldn't say in person. But um, that really changed my, and that's you and I, mm-hmm. that was where we started. Mm-hmm. We, our relationship yeah, yeah. started in um, long, mm-hmm. endless. <laughs> Fixing the world. <laughs> Fixing no. the world. No, but like no, our emails were like epic, <laughs> epic, but we're writers. We mm-hmm. like to write. Mm-hmm. So, but still, I think that's interesting. And we both agree that, you know, our, our written voice is so much easier. Oh, totally. That's why I'm so amazed by this podcast that I have seven listeners. I'm like, that's astounding because I I don't feel like my thoughts come out my mouth Mm -hmm. at all. If I'm writing, sure, great. But speaking, I mean, unless like you and I hang out. Mm -hmm. But this is what I'm trying to bring to it because I think I'm really, I I love our conversations, but it's Mm -hmm. kind of whatever. Okay, so that was Pen Pals. So Inner World. What did you think of Inner World? What did I think? Because, of course, you have to remember I have very short, bad short-term memory. Well, you haven't days. seen it six times, yes. as I have. Yes. So I watched it that one time when Sam was staying. We watched it, didn't we? I oh, that was the night Sam was here. Yes, so Sam was with us. I, I actually, I sort of, I found it fascinating to watch now because it came out before all the... Me Too. Me Too stuff. Yep, yep. Which is even more incredible that it sort of... Did it ever get recognition? Never. Well, it got recognition when it was... Okay, so if you haven't seen this film, it's called In a World. It was written, directed, and starring Lake Bell. And it is a, one of my absolute favorite movies of the last 10, 15 years. And when it opened at Sundance, it did extremely well and then never got picked up anywhere because it's a female... I'm sorry, but it's true. Female perspective. Um but it's just such a sensational film about what it's like to be female in a male world, but not in any kind of like heavy way. It's no. just showing you. Yeah. And it also has such a very great, clever, me- very clever, very well Good written, cast. Um, terrific cast, like just a terrific cast. Although the sister, I, I still don't, I never, I think she's a great actress. I just didn't see her in that role, but that's right. okay. I'm over it. Um, and then see what I mean? Like, I need to change everything from my way, my way. Um, but the message about women's voice, uh-huh. hello, yes. hello, 
Yes. And we even then there's the a, quite a clever bit at the end where it's like, you know, she thinks she's got the job. Oh, I'm not going to say anything. But that just intrigued me how, you know, she thinks she gets something because she she's the best and she's told not by really. another female, actually, you're just a tool. Tool for the for You're the just machine. a tool for what I needed to prove a point. point. But yeah. I, you're not yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, really, really well done. Super well done. That. Highly yeah. recommend. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Dan in real life? Which <laughs> I made you watch. Did you yeah. not like it? I like Steve Carell. Yeah. I mean, I like him. I like him when it, when he does movies. I don't watch. The, I never watched The Office or anything. I saw the some of the English stuff. That stuff yeah. doesn't feed me, so I'm not really watching that. But I like him. It's just like it's just. It, I think I predicted every possible thing. You did. You're pretty clever. You know? You're pretty clever. Every time a new character would come on this, the scene, Tiff would be like, oh, I, he's going to go with her. She's going to yeah. go with him. Which I would That's never it. have done if you'd never seen it. Like, I wouldn't be one of those that sit there and go, no, I wouldn't have done that. But, like, because I knew you had seen it, I was like, oh, I'm just going to yeah. call this That's out. Right. Which, is call this out. Um, Which is fun. Which is fun. So I liked it. I, I really liked it. Are you good at mystery novels? Because I can't read mystery novels because within five pages I know who's done it. even if it's, And I remember... Like, I'm really, like, I know immediately. Uh-huh. And I remember um, with Elizabeth George, who's a terrific mystery writer, if you've never read her, and I and I don't read mysteries anymore because I can always figure it out. And I don't yeah. bother to slog through to the end. I'm like, yep, I had that figured out. And But no one ever believes me. No one ever believes me. So um, my ex-husband and I, he was one of the people who never believed me. Um, no, that's like sounds like a slam, but it's not. He didn't, and that's okay. Um because who would, right? So we both started reading it at exactly the same time. And I said, okay, I know who it is. And he's like, you don't. I'm like, I do. I know who it is. He's like, okay, we well, have to write it down and write down what page you're on. And um, so I wrote down what page I was on and who it was. And we pulled it up on a piece of paper and we tucked it away. And then he finished and, and it, was. it was. And he's like, and that was, and I was like, mm. you know what? I think I'm done trying to read mysteries. Uh-huh. It's like the uh-huh. only mystery where I couldn't figure out who it was it was not your traditional, it was totally, I don't want to say it, it was bullshit because the mystery writer, there's a, there's like a basic thing with mysteries is like you have to figure it out. You get all the pieces and then you figure it out. Well, this, that's the mystery. That's the mystery, right? <laughs> and what she did was she put this whole story together and then in the 11th hour of the 11th hour, she just throws in this random guy from a gas station uh, with an axe. Oh. And I was just like, oh, that doesn't okay. even count. That that's doesn't even count. Okay. That's like, oh, and in the end, a yeah. spaceship dropped down. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. so that was the only one um, I, I couldn't do. I don't do mystery novels. I'll tell you a book I'm reading at the moment, finishing up, is uh, Learning to Walk in the Dark by Barbara Taylor Brown. Tell me about that. That She's, she's the author of An Altar in the World. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I th- and I've read this before. I've read The Altar in the World several times as well. But I just thought I'd revisit it several years on because I always think revisiting uh, books that you greatly enjoyed, um, you sometimes glean something different from them depending where you are, or you actually go, "Oh, that really fed me then, but it doesn't feed me now." And it's just because I love the fact that she talks all about what darkness is to us all and how we're so scared of it and where it comes from. And so she goes all about through the whole cycle of, I think it's a year with the moon phases of learning to walk in the dark, whatever that means, either being somebody who actually goes into caves and you've got no light to doing all of that to the fact that, you know, 
from a very small child. They're told, come in. You have to come in before it's dark. You have to lock the doors. You have to put lights on. We have to live continuously saturated in light because the dark is full of full of stuff that we may not want to see. Well, let's be clear. The dark can be dangerous. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, it can be. It can be. But actually, those dangers can still be there just because the light's on. So she talks, She and she covers that. She says, you know, yes, there are total reasons for this, but also that we actually have, you know, got out of, it's gone a little bit crazy in some ways. And in fact, sometimes when you go, into the dark and actually you are in the dark that's when you find your quietest truest self and she is was for many years um i might not get the right word but she was a a a priest in the church and she kind of left her church she's christian but she talks from a all faith um mentality oh oh, you know i remember i think the line i liked of her altar in the world, unless I've got this totally wrong mm. and I could, I mm. could have this so wrong, but wasn't she asked, this is from the altar in the mm. world book. Wasn't she asked to come and speak? And she's like, what could I possibly say? And we just want you to come and talk to us yeah. how you live your life, how you live your life. Yeah. So she decided that, you know, church, my church, my God is the world. That's my altar. And I don't need to be in these four walls. And what we portray sometimes in uh, religion is so it's so isolating for people. And so she, she, I divisive. Yeah. And so I, I, I really like her as a writer. I like her way of finding your altar in the world, but the one learning to walk in the dark is, is a really interesting read because we're always about, Oh, we got to go to the light. And, you know, we're very much about the light. And then there's the metaphorical dark, because Uh I'm really curious if you will share it all. Um, so you're about to embark. Um, when we click off this recording, I'm going to head to the airport and um, you're going to go splashing into your three weeks. So that's a heading into the dark. Or is it? Do you, how do you approach this incredible um, expanse of time? You have, I'm looking around, you have all your bits and bobs, you have all your making goodies. Do you come in with an agenda? Do you have a vision? How will you know at the end of three weeks if that was a good thing to do or a not good thing to do? Like, I'm just really curious how you approach um, this time so that you feel good about it. Do you know what I'm trying to ask? Yeah, no, I've actually been thinking that myself because it's like I have this opportunity at solitude that I've never had. You've never had? I've never had. Like when we were in the grocery shop today, I said I've never grocery shop for one person i'm like i'm putting all this stuff in like i it's like this is so funny i don't know how i've never i've never been i've never been a parent i've never had four kids i've never had a household i've always done my own thing it's like we could flip lives right yeah i don't want to yeah no you don't (laughs) but it's like you know i'm looking at the parsnips and they come in to season and i'm like oh i really want roasted parsnips like but do i just buy one like, do you, is one roasted parsnip enough? Will that satisfy me? I've I love never... that you love parsnips. I love parsnips. <laughs> I've oh never, I've never figured out how much of a portion mine adds up to. Does it add up to a whole parsnip or not? Um, so it's just all quite surreal, really. And I, I haven't come in with any particular intention. It's been almost it's at the end of so much of a um, traveling busy summer that I'm just like I've just got this space and the idea of getting up every morning and only I only have to feed myself 
I can when you s- want the way what I want what the way I want. I can wander around all day in my pajamas if I want to, which would be a complete novelty. And you could say, well, Tiff, you could do that at home, but I have responsibilities. I have responsibilities at home. You know, I have my animals. I have. I just there's responsibility. There's housework. Totally. There's just there's just all lots of other stuff. And of now course. I don't. You know, it's it no. truly is. So I I I'm actually fearful. I've bought so many things that I want to work on, and I'm not going to have the time because. I know of a, at least twice where I'm going to have to, but like you with your books, down tools, and I'm heading off for a few days. So will you be taking the train to New York City? Because that's a mm. beautiful place. Mm. The train, the Amtrak mm. is fa- – are you guys going to train in? Or yeah, we're training. So if no. you're training in, that is stitching We're right training. There. Next oh, thing we could yeah. drive, I said, no, we're training. We're going on the train because this is all part of my birthday treat. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why would you? But it's so you? fun. You're going to see. It, it takes you so along the ocean in Connecticut. Yeah, I can't And wait. it's just, for me, it's like one, because I get the table. So I'll, yeah. it's just a great time to be yeah. making. Yeah. yeah. So I'll do that. And then, of course, actually the 48 hours in New York is specifically designed to go to places to feed my creative soul that I've not been to. I'm not remotely interested in going up a tower and looking out or or the park. I, I have been to New York enough times now to know that um, it's one of those places where I go and I go for a pilgrimage to one or two places and then I leave. Um, Perfect. So it's actually going to feed your time Yes, yeah, so it's feeding. It's actually inspiration. Mm-hmm. It's feeding. There's um, a few places you've shown me in providence that i think i'm going to go back and visit for that um thing so i'm just i'm just gonna start like i i've reached that point where i'm just i think i'm waiting for you to leave (laughs) (laughs) um just so you know the boot was not put quite into my tush right there but it's closed no it's i'm gone do you know what i mean i totally mean like i'm in the way i'm in the way but it's like i'm not gonna go into that because i can't go into it it until until i can go into it yeah so i'm just saying i I just so get it yeah so so i'm i'm interested and then also there's some of i'm going into starting my uh Eat my Cornell course, my plant-based nutrition okay, so course. Okay, so our six, five listeners don't yeah. know what the e-course yeah, is. Yeah, unless they listen to... We didn't well, talk about No, it. we didn't talk about that. Yeah, so I'm I, so fascinated by the um, plant-based side of things, and I've done so much reading that I... And I kind of feel like I n- not know it all, but it's all in there, but it's... <laughs> oh, let's be honest. Oh, oh, God, let's just say it. I know it all, but it's very, very muddled, and... and I, it's if somebody said, "Well, Tiff, tell me about this," I can't articulate it. I can't say it. It's all in there. I could spout facts in my head all the time, but actually having the confidence to stand behind my words and uh, and my truth. So I'm going to do the Cornell online course through um, Dr. T. Campbell, Colin T. Campbell. And who's, what what is the course? Well, the course is all about. It's a six week course. And it teaches you, you could never have done any reading about plant-based, and this will teach you from scratch, um, the nutrition of it, our society, what we eat, the reasons why. Oh, my God. Why. I'm going to, you're going to have to download all this. <laughs> then going into, you know, where you go from there. So it basically gives you a solid base. If you were, say, in a profession where you would really like to understand more about nutrition and the plant-based side of things for your for your, um, not customers, your clients. Um, this would give you a certification in that. Like I'm actually, I come out with a special piece of paper. Hopefully so might have to put that on the wall, uh-huh. print it up and frame it. Frame it. Um, that says 
you know, that I'm qualified. I've never done that before. I've never done that, but I think I'd be very good at being qualified in that. And that's just one side of it. I'm, at the time when I signed up to do that, I was very immersed in it. Now, of course, I've got this whole autumn song mm-hmm. thing going mm-hmm. on that's building. So I'm really intrigued to find but the there balance. Is, but there is, they, they're there integrated. Is, they're, they're integrated. I think they're very integrated. Um, I'm not sure for next year how, whether I will do an actual cooking like you can do these incredible online cooking courses mm. that, that give you qualification. Because sort of really where I'm truly heading to is the idea of at some point in the future how I can offer um, vegan fare to the world in some way. Mm. And uh, what's your vision that you can share at this point? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I really hold the vision of being somewhere where it's warmer than mm-hmm. the Northwest mm-hmm. and having this quirky little cafe that opens. okay so all of you out there hold the vision because i really want to be the dishwasher you want to be my dishwasher i want to be the dishwasher at this cafe i want to live down I the just... street in my little beach hut and i want a pareo and a little t-shirt yeah. and a bandana to keep my hair from yeah too, yeah to albert einstein over yeah. the hot soapy water yeah and, and i want to wash even, dishes not, and i get i get the food that's yeah, the exchange. yeah you get, the, I get food, the food you get fed um and it doesn't even say that it's vegan cafe no, it's, it's, it's just it's, it's, a, just it's a, a cafe it's a cafe and people happen to realize when they've sat down and they're eating it oh my god this, this well i have to tell you so no one in my family is listening to this podcast but um should they i will admit that um two weeks ago when i was down in pennsylvania um, I was visiting with my mom, and I know you've been asking me. She's doing um, really well, as well as can be expected. And it was my brother's birthday, and so we all gathered up, and we had a lovely family gathering. And I brought the cake, and it was a vegan cake, and it was chocolate with cream frosting. And not one person in the room knew that it was anything but like the most delicious. I think, I think it was like it's a really and cream cake. It's like and so they were just good. like, "Oh my." this cake is so good. Beth, where'd you get this cake? And I was like, oh, the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody knew that they had no. And that's what I love no. about it. Like, I, I just find it fascinating because so many people have, they've tried everything. So I don't even have to, to go out and experiment. Somebody knew that if they drained the tin or the can of chickpeas and took the aquafiber or how, whatever it's called, like, don't know whether I pronounced it right. I take that and let me whip that an awful lot. And I have the ability to create meringues. I mean, who knew? Who yeah. says that? But oh, again, back, back to the creativity yeah. factor. Yeah, so it's all out there. But I just, when I when I travel the time, I, it seems everywhere we go, like Portland, we found our bokey bowl. Oh, um, steamed crispy, buns. Steam buns with the crispy tofu. That pretty good. That's Portland when I was in Hawaii. Just so you know, I have to figure out a way to make Yeah, we do have home. to recreate that. I, I have to. Earlier in January, uh, I went to Hawaii, the big island, with my, my partner, for the first time ever, we've lived on that coastline. I've never been to Hawaii in 18 years, but he wanted to redo his diving certification. So I said, we'll go. So we went and we found the herbivore. It called the herbivore. And they had a burger there. Like I have never, ever found again. It's like even him and I, we talk about it. So mm-hmm. that would be there. No, I feel like I need to have one of those like blogs that you write. This is what you need right. to go there. This is where well, you need to go Well, if you're going to have a cafe, it. you just need to keep all the recipes yeah. in a little book because Edinburgh yeah. had something Yeah, so Edinburgh had about. like, they have a ton of vegan um, choices. I mean, it's like, 
and I'm not talking about I go into a cafe and like there's a couple of vegan choices. I'm talking about the vegan the cafes, entire place, the like here in Providence. I mean, you yeah. can tell you, you, there is nothing that makes you more excited than when you go in and you can have anything from the menu. You don't then you're just like, it. oh my god, oh my god! It. We it's did like, that. Don't you remember? We walked into port. We walked into this place because we were working off of um, references, right? So we had we had located this place. And we're like, oh, that sounds good. So we walk into this place. And it's so cool and it's mm. so funky mm. and it's so hip. And it looks like a bar and we're reading the menu and I'm like, I don't think there's anything here for us. And so I go to the bartender and I'm like, he's like, you don't want to stay. I'm like, I, we thought this, sorry, we thought this was a vegan. He goes like, everything on the menu is vegan. Yeah. That's why it wasn't yeah. marked. Yeah. That's why it wasn't marked. It's, it's like, like oh. everything in the place was, but I have to Im- yeah. impress him on you. Like you were just in like mm-hmm. the coolest, hippest, funkiest mm. restaurant. And yeah. it was just yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, so I don't really see myself owning or running a big place. Mine is more like one it's of those quirky. that it's quirky and it opens on it's a like Friday the, for you call, falafels. You call, you call it like the Jarrells. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like you know, what, well, they, somebody rolls up and what do you, you know, sell? And it's like, well, we do falafels and they ran out an hour ago. So what we've got is chain of pudding. You know, it is. it's like, it's not, <laughs> it's I don't like, think that's a good marketing. <laughs> I know. Because this I don't like, think you're gonna get no, a lot of customers. I'm not way. gonna get returning customers, but <laughs> but it's like, but it's also like it's a, a bit more of a lifestyle thing. Like there's the couch in the corner, there's the little bookshelf. So oh, it's what a does lovely she sell? Place it's to on go. the wall. It's, and it's, it's a, like it's a it's a it's a landing place. And there's one cake, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's like yeah. the best cake yeah. in town. Yeah, apparently, because I've done all my course and studied exactly. it. So I don't even And the plates know. will be clean. Mm, the plates will be clean. Yeah, we've had some experiences where we would go, no, that you definitely have to have cleanliness. When no, I was just cafe. saying because you can have a great dishwasher. That's oh, why. oh, I see. Of course. Of course. Yes. Yes, of course. Of course. So, yes, yeah, so I don't know. And I don't know when that will happen either. Well, or, um, but, so I've got some training to do for that. Very um, exciting. Yeah. A lot of road tripping to explore yes. possible venues. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so I definitely I see the that. the climate thing is hard. That's what I'm looking for. It's like everything's shifting and changing. Mm. Like everyone's like, North Carolina, North Carolina. And then North Carolina just yeah. got blasted yeah. by the hurricane. Yeah. It's like, I, I kind of feel for me when the time comes, if it does come, I'm going to test it somewhere in America first. I do see myself being out of America to do it, but there is a comfort of being within the country that I'm kind of a little used to knowing. I can get test, that ingredient. I can it, do that. Get, get grounded but I, in it. I would really it. like to be somewhere where you actually totally use the local produce mm. and the local growers and and you really become integrated in that in that community mm-hmm. and I think that can take a little while so whether I've got enough time left for that I don't know so we'll see maybe Esme yeah, will get so herself integrated into uh, Esme will be all of it yeah Esme will yeah. be all of it so that's we'll fun I yeah. like that vision yeah thank you I like that vision yeah that sounds fun so um when we when this goes out, you'll probably be on your yeah. So when you're listening to this, I am somewhere I've never been before, but I think I'll be quite good. At I it. think you'll be very good at it. Um, for if, if anyone's getting really annoyed with this and like, what are they talking about? It's Pippi Longstocking. Yeah, Pippi Longstocking says, "I've never tried that before, but I think I'd be really good at it. I think I'd be good at it. I think I'd be good at it." Um, and so we've been using that a lot lately, as you can tell. Yeah. Um, so when you're listening to this, I am somewhere, no Wi-Fi, on a Greek island, and um, kind of excited, hopefully um, writing, mm-hmm. writing, writing. And then when I'm not writing, I'm swimming. 
And when I'm not writing or swimming, um, I don't know. I have no idea. So how do you think you're going to feed yourself on your Greek island? I'm feeling much better. I was a little concerned because I've been to Cyprus before, and I just remember the gyros and the Mm -hmm. fish, which is all gorgeous. It was absolutely Mm -hmm. gorgeous. But um, obviously, I'm not going to be eating those things. And the yogurt, you know, all those things I'm not going to be eating. So I was a little bit concerned, but my friend, Tracy Williams, who's the one who's got me going and who's going to be shepherding me there, um, she go, she's gone for like 10 years and she said, no, they have great fresh vegetables, great fresh fruit. Um, I remember hummus, so I'm hoping there's hummus and olives. And I feel very confident now. I was, I was just getting a little bit nervous. I don't know why, because this is really weird, but this is how my brain works. I remember talking to Gudrun about going to Shetland. I'm like, well, what about the food? And she's like, yeah, the food's a little tough. It's pretty much fried. It's fried pretty hard, it's pretty hard up there. I and I said, well, what do you do for vegetables? And she's like, well, sometimes people grow tomatoes. And I'm like, yeah, but yeah. anything else? She's like, yeah, yeah not so much. So for some hard. reason, and this is rather pathetic, that dialogue I was then – superimposing on a Greek island, which has quite a different climate. Mm. And yeah, so I feel very confident that it's going to be just fine and dandy. And also, like I said to you and Meg the other day, this isn't really my intention, but now it sounds like this could be good, was when we're at Guam, it's kind of, I've never been on a cruise ship, but I always refer to this as cruise ship because you have three meals a day. It's like breakfast, lunch, dinner, breakfast, lunch, dinner. So I generally come out of Guam feeling just a little bit of, you know, I'm just like, just eating a lot. And so all of a sudden I was like, wow, for 21 days, if I do have kind of restricted Mm -hmm. options and they are pretty light, maybe I'll go in with some intention of um, fasting lightly, Mm -hmm. you know, so because, you know, lots of people do 21 day fast Mm -hmm. and and I have no intention of like not eating at all. We can do two light meals and then you're not eating for like So all of a sudden it was like, that sounds like kind of cool if that comes into being. Well, Well, and also the other thing is, is because you're in Greece, you've got the weather, you can have that raw, you can be on the fruit and the raw Mm -hmm. veggies and stuff and you'll be fine. I mean, that's the thing that both of you and I have struggled with. That's that's a key thing with the whole food plant-based. Because it's I really tiring not, to my spleen, in case yeah. you're wondering why. So there's no, for me, nine months of the year, nearly 10 months a year, there's no sitting there having, you know, I'll have my smoothie, I'll eat my raw. If you took me to a raw vegan cafe, within an hour I would be unwell. I just sit to me, I bloat up, I can't digest it. It's way too, for me. But yeah, so for anyone who doesn't understand, um, it took a lot for me to understand what was going on with my body. I would eat these what I call super salads because mm-hmm. I love them. That's the only reason smoothies I was doing it. I just love juices. them. Smoothies, juices. And um, it absolutely exhausted my spleen. Mm-hmm. Like my spleen went kaput and I didn't understand just anything. Damp. It's like you, because your spleen is like your hearth of your body, uh, it's like your fire. And you're putting cold, cold, cold on it the whole time. So it cannot stay warm. So it cannot heat all the other. They all come to the spleen. Well, also the digestion. It's so much work. It's Mm -hmm. so much work for your body to digest raw food. Now, again, I know people who love a raw food diet. But you had a compromise system. But for me, I have, I I am finally calibrated. So... (laughs) And then a little pet <laughs> phrase of ours. I'm finally calibrated. And so it's important to know your body. And so for me, what I do is I'm soups. I'm all soups all the time, which I happen to love. I happen to love making them. I happen to love eating them. But when the food is cooked, my body responds really well to that. So Yes. Yeah. And That's now we have two people listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yes. 
<sighs> okay, so she's waiting for me to go so she can dive into her thing. I'm going to head off, and I hope when I come back, I have lots of stories from Greece for you. And um, as always, you can send me an email with questions, things you'd like me to talk about, um, ideas. I'm just... I'm just here for you. So that's it. Hope you're doing well. Most importantly today, just be so nice to yourself. Okay. Anything else, Tiff, before we head off? Uh, no, I think you finished that very nicely. Um, yes. I just wish you all love and light for your day and you are enough. You are enough. Okay. See you later. Bye. Bye. And that's it for today. As always, I feel like I could keep keep exploring this forever, but you always got to find a stopping place. And so thank you so much for joining, bringing your energy here, listening. It's been a total honor to be sharing this with you. And I can only hope that this helps you to listen more closely to your heart, your prompts, so that you're feeling that you are creating the life you most want to live because that's the gold baby all right see you around be nice to you